cloth, y'all would get ripped apart. You want a diamond, then you gotta get it in the dark. We dropping nuggets like Carmelo went to Rucker Park. Now we eating from state to state, we scrape the plate. I put my eggs in a basket, took a leap of faith. I took a chance, now we grow and see the impact. Decoding success with special guests, now let's bring Matt. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are rocking with your host, Matt Labrie, on episode number 170 of the Decoding Success Podcast. Really excited to have you here for our 170th episode. Really hard to fathom that we got this far, but super excited to be here. Super excited to continue delivering impact through the amazing messages that we continuously amplify. Now, with that being said, I want to kick this episode off and let you know that my job here as your podcast podcast host is to deliver you as many perspectives around the realm of success in numerous different facets. So that doesn't necessarily mean that I personally believe or align with what's being said, but it is my job to continuously amplify these messages to you because what resonates with me may not resonate with you and vice versa. And that's okay. We're all different. We're all unique. And that is the beautiful thing about being the host of this show. Now, again, it is my job to deliver these messages. And I just want to continuously put that out there and just remind you because I may have only done it once out of 170 episodes. And I feel like today, for whatever reason, is a great day to deliver that message again to you. Now, today we are being joined by an amazing individual, a highly sought after speaker, business figure, coach, etc. He has been absolutely crushing it on a new app called Clubhouse. If you're not on Clubhouse yet and you want to get on, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I have a couple more invites. It's invite only and iPhone only for the time being. So hit me up first come first serve. I'm just throwing that out there. But back to today's episode, we are joined by our friend JT Fox, private equity fund manager, serial entrepreneur of many companies across all sectors, an investor in companies and property, and the world's number one wealth and business coach. He has business interests in over 54 countries worldwide and is a former media personality, having had his own self-syndicated radio show called The JT Fox Show in the United States and Canada, which now has moved to the highly popular Millionaire Flix platform, which is linked in the show notes of this episode. He has appeared on major news media networks across the globe, in addition to the features in Forbes and various print magazine covers, as well as multiple radio shows. Now, JT has been described by Apple's co-founder, Steve Wozniak, as the closest thing to Steve Jobs he has ever met. Let that sink in. This is what's being delivered to you today. Although a great compliment in JT's eyes, no one will ever come close to one of his biggest inspirations to success. And today we are decoding the success of JT himself. He has many interesting perspectives, a lot of relatable life experiences, and a lot of growth that we're experiencing on his journey with him here today. You can find all of JT's handles for social in the show notes of this episode. I just want to throw that out there before we begin. And of course, I just want to ask you to share this with one person. When you go through this episode, if you start finding it to be of value, it would be super valuable to the person you're sending it to as well. So I just want to throw it out there. It's absolutely free to do so. And if you care to just share it on your social media, whether it's your Instagram story, whatever the case is, we will always repost it and JT urges you if you hear him on this episode and you want to connect with him make sure you hit him up on Instagram he will get back to you I promise you that and now without further ado we bring you our friend JT Fox 
JT, welcome to the show, Decoding Success. Excited to have you here, man. You have an amazing resume. Uh, really excited to dive into that, to add value to everyone that's tuned into this. Excited to decode your success, in other words. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Of course. First question for you. How does JT personally define success? Well, my definition of success is, am I a better person today than I was yesterday? Will I be a better person tomorrow than I was yesterday? As long as I continue improving and, and growing, then to me, that's success. I think a lot of people are born at 18, die at 21. I think people keep doing the same thing over and over and expect a different result, which is insanity. And, um, you know, a lot of people think about when you have no money, it is about the money. But there comes a certain of like, once I hit $8 million, which was about like 27 or something, like I couldn't care less about the money anymore. Um, and so money is, is how you keep score. It's a game. So sometimes people say, well, I don't care about money, right? So they use that as like, you know, oh yeah, you know, money's important. And like very, very few do I know very well people that where money is actually important. Cause like I can buy, I have everything I want. So there's like nothing I can, I can't buy right now. There's nothing I can't do. Um, so I think sometimes people have this notion that if you have a lot more money, that means, you know, you don't care about other things, which is quite the opposite. I mean, my philosophy is if I, something happens to me, all my money will go to charity. So clearly I didn't work all my whole life to give to charity, but that's how it is. That's how you grow and you progress and you realize what's really most important to me. So I look at it as no different than sports, you know, like Tom Brady, you know, it was, I heard this, um, yesterday, someone gave me a quote. We had uh, Timmy Wright on, um, on my show and, um, and I said, you know, what was the thing about Tom Brady? And he kept saying, like, what's his favorite Super Bowl, his favorite ring? And he always said the next one. And, and I, I have the same kind of mentality, the next one, the next deal, the next opportunity, the next investment, the next project. So always doing what, like, not my best, but whatever it takes. I love that. So let me ask you, I mean, you're a human being like the rest of us. I can only assume that you do have days where maybe you are not improving or maybe you are. I'm curious to get your mindset on this. So if you do have a day where you don't feel like you are improving per se, as you define success and you're, you're getting better each day, how do you stay on track to kind of rebound as opposed to going down a downward spiral? Well, you have to have to do a reset, no matter what, if you have 50 good days, you're going to be a millionaire. So most days are not good. There's problems, there's issues. Like today I have three or four deals. I'm just not in the mode of like, you know, like every intention is like, ah, I'm just cancel this. Like I'm running late, but um, you know, the point was I have to push through. And I think that's the difference. It's so easy to quit and you never lose a life until you quit. And I think that's kind of like the process in life. It's so easy to just give in because we have people around us that say, Oh, it's okay. It's, you know I mean? They kind of have this warm blanket. And, uh, I think that's, that's what makes all the difference in, uh, in the world. It's just the ability to bounce back and the realize you have a bad day. You got to do a real reset and also realize that 99% of what we worry about doesn't happen. So, it comes to that, that point that, you know, you just, sometimes we worry too much about things that don't. And, but I'm a paranoid optimist. I'm like paranoid about everything, but I'm always an optimist. I'm going to succeed. So that keeps the edge because if not, you get too comfortable, it gets too easy. You're like, you know, why do I need to do that? So you got to have that edge. You got to have that struggle. You got to have that thing, which is really kind of messes up your internally because you're never truly happy because you're always more than you can have. So you don't get fulfilled by success because it's always on to the next deal, the next opportunity. So like you're internally flawed in a way, because if I just say like, why am I doing this? Why am I on this podcast? Why am I working? Why? Like, I don't need to, I got tons of money. I never work a day in my life when I was like, you know, 28. So, um, but there's always that challenge, that betterment, what's next. Um, and every day is different in a way because you never know what's going to happen. 
So going deeper on that, the whole what's next, right? In regards to like what Brady said, and you know, my favorite ring is the next ring. If he didn't ring uh, win that ring yesterday, like how do you find yourself being content and happy and, and you know, patting yourself on the back for everything that you have achieved in the past? At the high level, you really don't. I mean, all the successful people, they feel the same. They go through like, I, I believe we, we have fear, we have dark side, and then we have fire. If your fire burns brighter than the fear it'll like just extinguish it but on the other side the dark side is for some people it's the thing that's holding them back for some people it's the internal clock and how they operate some people it's the past and so sometimes it's there sometimes it's not so i don't think you're as a top entrepreneur you know eight nine figure ten figure entrepreneur you're never quite whole because there's so much more to accomplish right you can always give more help more grow more there's so anybody who says i got nothing else to do in my business today then they're probably not like doing enough for sure Mm. okay cool cool so we know who jt fox is now i'm curious to go back who was jt in high school um i'm a speech impediment not liked by anybody whole life it was totally would never make it Uh, not very good at school um like d student just not completely different than what i'm now i mean in and i think i'm the living proof of number one like people can change most people don't but you can change you know it depends how bad you want you know one of my favorite quote is when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe right when your fire burns you're willing to do whatever it takes not our best your best got you to where you are but it's that whatever it takes where you claw and you fight for every inch as well that's why I like business so much. I mean, right now, I mean, entrepreneur is about living in the zone, in the unknown and mm. having a job is about having certainty, but especially now with COVID and everything else that that's not there. The problem with the world right now is that there, it's not, there's no unknown, it's uncertainty. And I think that's worse sometimes because you know what's going to happen. Well, vaccine works. Well, it won't work. You know, is it resistant to the South African strain? Like all of these things. And it just creates this, this, um, this fear and, you know, like, I just imagine the world never goes back to where it is, where we have to wear masks for the rest of our lives. Like, just think about how much, like, how much we maybe took the world for granted, right? That that all this time, like, people said, should you go here? Let's go here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, eh, I don't want to. May next time. Or, you know, how many people have said next time? And I think right. there's an explanation. There is no tomorrow, right? There is no tomorrow. And then people are like, well, I don't care. I'm going to go out. But then you catch it and then somebody gets it that you love and you close or you give it to someone who gives it to someone they love and they die. Right. And like, I don't know if I could live that with my conscience. And I think some people have no conscience. Some people really don't care. Right. Right. Like, okay. You don't care about wearing a mask. That's your business. Right. But it's not about you. It's about others. Right. And that's kind of how it's positioned as well. And, but it's become very politicized, right? If you're a Democrat, then you wear the mask. If you're a Republican, you know, it's kind of like you're not for the mask. So they sort of politically, it's the whole thing is political. Um, you know, so I've just kind of stayed in a bubble until, you know, this kind of goes away, but I've worked my butt off all over the world, 324 days, different countries. Like I saw the world, I did business in the world. We do business in 54 countries. So I'm at peace. You know, I don't feel like, like I missed anything. I mean, there's a few countries that are on my plan. That's like Brazil or, you know, Korea, uh, or, you know, like Romania and, mm. and Hungary, and Luxembourg, like those were that, like they were on my list to like, I say conquer to go in and, and do. Um, so there's a little bit unfinished business there that you feel like it has to be done, but if it just all ended, I never went back on stages or in another country, 
again, to do business, you know, 54 countries is a pretty good accomplishment, you know, from Africa to, you know, Iceland. I mean, you just take a look at these amazing places. Um, so I feel very content with the success that I've, I've achieved because I went all out and everybody said, you're crazy. You got to relax. And my philosophy is always like, you never know when it can end. If you're on a hot streak, you never know you can end. You don't be like, oh, I'm going to take a break and then come back because you may not have that hot streak. Right? I think hot streaks in business are rare. If you have it, you got to double down and triple down and, and keep monetizing it because that's what it is. And that's what I did. I doubled down. What was it that caused you to change? Right. You had all these people telling you you're going to be you're going to turn out to be nothing, et cetera. You, you weren't doing well in school. What was it? Was it an, a specific well, experience? You know, I mean, my parents didn't necessarily believe in me. Um, so it was kind of like this kind of like prove everyone wrong. Okay. Which then I realized when I made my first million at 24, nobody, like everyone just now hated me more. So really? Oh yeah. Because you're, what, what do you think people are going to say? You know, I've been dealing with a lot of drama in the last week and a lot of things were said about me that were not true and this whole thing. And then now I'm back and everybody's like trying to be my friend now. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, a lot of people are spineless. A lot of people, like every friend, enemy, or a non-believer you have in your life is someone you once helped, mm. right? Like I've never had a hater try to stab me in the back. Sorry, I mean, a, 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 a competitor stab me in the back. It's all been people close to me and, uh, you know, alternative motives. And, and you know, I, I say this, people suck in a way because every disappointment in business I have are people related. Someone didn't do what they're supposed to do. Someone didn't step up to the plate. Someone dropped the ball someone's disloyal like these are all people problems like you know i don't have any like software problems and maybe we have once in a while but it's people and and that's why i value loyalty probably more than anything else because to me loyalty is black or white you're either loyal or you're not but most people are loyal to the opportunity they're loyal to the followers they're loyal to the money they're loyal to that and so i stay to accord and to me loyalty is everything right now did you ever and you know listen, this might be too personal, but did you ever feel betrayed by your parents for not believing in you? And then, you know, the people around you kind of, uh, you know, hating you more when you hit that first million? I mean, it's what drive me into my first 10 million. And then I realized it wasn't going to do anything that's probably unhealthy. And so the idea is just to forgive them and they are where they are. I mean, you take a look at where they are now, where I am. I mean, a lot of zeros in between. So, you know, in fact, I, I give my parents money every single month. I, it's like, here's it is. Don't ask me more. Don't ask me less. Here's the money. Um, and so, I, I realize that people are the way they are. Most people don't change. I mean, if you wonder why 3% of the businesses succeed is people are not willing to, again, to go the extra mile, to do the extra thing, to make extra phone calls, to do the extra in, the interview, to to sacrifice. I mean, a lot of success is short-term sacrifice, long-term benefits. So, you know, I've come to, to, to just kind of, and, and it took a lot of my coaches to basically say like, okay, this is what, you know, all right, like you need to let it go. and. And I was using it as anger and fuel, but mm. like the more success I have, it didn't like, it didn't heal it. It just maybe made it bigger because all I just wanted them to say, Hey, I'm proud or stuff like that. So, and if I wasn't going to get that, then I was, I was, I was trying to get people who don't believe in me or have a, cer or a certain way to believe in me rather than focusing on the people who actually did believe in me. So like, let's say you have like 99 positive reviews and one bad one. We're all focused on the one bad one. People right. search for negativity and people could put anything online, make up stuff. It's not even true. And then people just believe it just because mm. they're looking for something wrong. They're looking for that aha moment to see that person is not real. That's, that's very, and I appreciate the transparency, JT. Thank you for, you know, for being transparent with us. I know we're crunch for time here. So I know you do a bunch of these podcasts. What is a question you wished more people would ask you and how would you answer it? 
Uh, I actually don't do a lot of podcasts to be honest with you, because I take a look at the like economics of my time, like every five minutes of my time, my schedule scheduled out. Right. So I take a look at say this is 30 minutes. Right. Uh, I, every schedule five minutes, so that's six units of my time. So like, I take a look at the benefit to cost, but benefit, like I could probably do a Facebook live and get a lot more clients than I would mm. here. Right. And I don't think I've ever had any clients to have that, but I think what I've learned is before the pandemic, I was saying no to a lot of things. Right. And now I'm saying a lot. Yes. To a lot of things because yes, opens three doors, opens 10 doors, opens a hundred doors. And when you say no, your life doesn't change. You don't meet new people. You don't experience new things. Right. So I think now this pandemic has made me realize I need to say yes more. Okay. Not no. Now, when you start off, you say yes to a lot because that's what success is all about to start off. But as you become successful, the, the bubble gets a little tighter. The, the network gets a little tighter. You get stuck into a way of thinking because you know, you do end up having trust issues because, you know, people like to use you for your money or your success or your power, whatever it is. So you create that little bubble. Um, and then you're just kind of like, you know, conservative and you just kind of wait it off and you kind of, so to me, that's kind of how I, I view it. Okay. So what, do you, and just in general conversation and maybe it's on clubhouse or wherever, what is the question you wish more people would ask you? I mean, I've been asking everything. So there's really like nothing, but like, even so this, there's things that you've asked me that I've been asking a million times. So what I do is I just try to change the answer differently so that if someone ever watches you, it was like, well, JT said the same thing. Cause there's some people that are one trick ponies. Like they have the same, the same thing, same everything. Right. Right. So, um, I, you know, I, I don't like, I'd be honest, I don't, there's nothing that comes to my mind. Cause I, I mean, I'm a pretty open book. I mean, there's certain things I want to talk about just because of stalkers and, and, you know, attacks and hates. I keep my private life very private, but everything I do, you know, I sort of share, I do an audio every day on millionaire flicks. Like here's what's going through. Here's my mind. Here's my mindset. Sad. Good day, bad day. And a lot of people learn from that as well. And then I tell people like, Hey, here's why I have a bad day, you know? And so, and sometimes like, I feel like right now, like, like, even though I got three deals that are closing today and they're great deals and stuff like that, like today, I feel like, and I, I don't know, maybe it's the weather. I have no idea, but I don't feel like a hundred percent, but right after this, I have a big meeting. So I have like, you know, 11 minutes to say to snap out of it and get into the zone. I'll put my Batman suit, I'll put my suit, my tie, my jogging pants, right? That's a new zoom look, right? So, <laughs> my pants, right? So, um, so to me, you know, it's just like, there isn't anything that kind of hasn't been asked because if you're the person giving the interview, you can, you can frame the question however you want it. You can mm -hmm. add whatever you want. Right. So even though that's been asked, I can go a different angle. I can add a different things. And that's what great entrepreneurs do. They pivot and they adapt. I love that. Cool stuff. Uh, so what, what is a piece of advice that you didn't want to hear at the time it was given to you, but proved to be true over time? Well, I mean, it's funny because I've recorded every one of my coaching sessions from broke to where I am today. So documented success, every failure, every success, every company, every deal. And I realized for the first three years, I was very much of a know-it-all. I argue with my coaches. You don't know what I understand. And I got lucky to get rich because the market took off. So you kind of get lucky on the way up. Anybody can buy properties on the way up. And, uh, you know, now I have a lot of business, of course, in different industries all over the world. And, and, you know, they call me the world's number one wealth and business coach. So I've come out like a very long way from, from, from that. Um, but I think I wasn't coachable and I'm surprised my coaches kept coaching me. They, they just kept saying they saw something in me, but I would not have coached me. I mean, if you listen to my first three years of coaching, I'm like, ugh, like know it all. Like just thought he just not very good. 
you know, now I'm much more coachable, like whatever they tell me I do. So, you know, but you got to have a switch. I mean, there's three JTs or JT personal, you know, there's JT in business, which is very, very hard. And there's JT on stage here speaking, entertaining, depends what it is. Like depends my, my mood is sometimes I'm like super animated. Sometimes I'm like mellow, which I haven't been to mellow. I feel like more than mellow. Maybe I'm not wearing my, my JT Fox tie, my JT Fox suit, you know, the suit and tie company, like the power. But I do feel like when I put my power suit on with my power ties and, you know, um, I don't have to put pants anymore, but like during the pandemic at the first three months, like this is what I wore, like, you know I mean? So I was like, I, I did every interview like that or every live like that. And, um, you know, to be honest, once I go back to my routine of wearing the suits and just, you know, and then having big meetings, it just kind of, you know, brought a sense of normalcy back, you know what I mean? Cause then I right. felt like I was going to, I was going to do it in my pajamas. The next thing you know, like you could deteriorate as well. So do you feel like wearing a suit actually does something for you? Like, does it, it boost you some Definitely. way? Really? Well, I say, yeah, just like the power look. Like if I wear this in a room, nobody's going to look at me. Really? Oh yeah. I walk in with a suit, a power, you know, a tailor suit, the power red tie, the stuff like that, or the solid color tie. Yeah. I get everywhere I go. People notice. Interesting. So, okay, cool. Yeah. No, I, I like asking that. Image is everything. Right. So there, there's a sign. And also too, like, you know, how you conduct yourself, the power walk, the power move, you know what I mean? And people just look at you. But if I just walked into a room like this, I mean, I've, I've walked on the plane, they're like, sir, 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 this is first class, sir. No, 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 this is my seat. <laughs> sir, please, can I see your ticket? You know what I mean? Like, first again, like you know, I show my ticket. But if I walk into a plane with like a, a suit, suit, because sometimes I didn't have time to change at the airport, um, I mean, they're like, so, you know what I mean? It's, it's a whole different ball game. Right, right, right. Yeah, I can see that. I could definitely see that. Uh, last question for you then, JT. I know you got to bounce in a little bit. If you could only give one piece of advice for the rest of your life, meaning if you were hopping on stages, doing more clubhouse rooms, doing more podcasts, coaching, et cetera, if you could only give one piece of advice for the rest of your life, what would it be? I think it would be like, you know, it's simple. You know, when you get rid of your excuses, you're magically following your results. Right. The reason why people are not more successful is they have too many excuses. Mm. Right. If you're at, if you're good at excuses, you can't be good at anything else. So stop being good at the excuses why you can't do things and focus your times on why it can't happen. Right. I love that. I love that. Now I want to give you a chance. Do you have anything going on that we should make people aware of anything coming out, any product, any whatever? They can go to Millionaire Flicks. They used to sell one program on stage for $5,000 on the big stages. Now you can get all my programs, all 58 of them. Um, uh, 7,000 hours, all my coaching sessions. Also too, you can think like me, earn like me, negotiate like me, market like me, sell like me, brand like me, go to millionaireflix.com there. Um, I mean, we've got so many people on that platform. It's like $50. They get everything for $50, which is crazy because it's harder to sell $50 than it is one program for 5,000. So the psychology is... Well, because when people are like, oh, why is it so cheap? 50. Nobody says why it's so cheap when I sell one program for 5,000. But, you know, it's, so it's actually harder to sell, interestingly enough, because the intrinsic value of it, people assume that if it's cheap, there must be some cash to it as well, which is crazy. But then if it's 5,000, they won't pay for it because it's too expensive. So the people's mentality in terms of buying is very, very different. Yeah, I could imagine. I love that. I'm going to have the show notes uh in the show notes i'm gonna have all your social links uh millionaireflix.com all that good stuff jt yeah. thank you for taking the time out of your day instagram I haven't signed up on instagram tell me what you think of this interview so i know that they listen here as well so um you know it'd be just fantastic to to be part i appreciate it man thank you again for being a part of this
I appreciate it, man. A great show. And, and, you know, I love the, the message of inspiration and, you know, what you do. And, and we need more people like you as well, spreading the positivity. I think there's too much negativity in the world. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, episode number 170 featuring our friend JT Fox. You can find all of JT's contact information, socials, websites, all the good stuff in the show notes of this episode, as mentioned previously. And on top of that, you could also connect with me through the show notes if we are not already connected. As always, if you got this far in the episode, make sure you're sharing it with at least one person in your circle. They're in your circle because they're like-minded, and if it impacted you, it could be of value to them. And even beyond that, If you notice something in this episode that could be of value to someone else, make sure you're amplifying it. Make sure you're being that beacon of light and make sure you are sharing it as well. And if you do so on social media, make sure you tag JT and myself as JT would love to know you heard him here on Decoding Success. And maybe we'll run it back for some more insights and experiences and JT's journey and whatnot. Until next time, everyone, be blessed. Peace.